how would you like to be able to walk up to a property and have a better idea of how healthy the foundation is? Well, today we're going to show you how. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show, and I am glad that you are here. What are we going to learn today? Well, in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Bob Brown, who is one of the foremost experts on property foundation. So he's going to show you some skills that you can actually take and use with your clients when looking at properties. Super exciting stuff. Before we get to Bob, just a quick reminder, please tell a friend about this podcast. You guys are our marketing engine, our marketing arm. We love you for it. Please continue to tell other people about this show so that we can reach more ears and eyes. So thank you in advance for that. And also please please leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show on whatever podcast app you might be listening to us on and leave us some notes too so we can uh, see what you, what feedback you have and we can always, we're always looking to improve the show and make it better for you. All right, guys, let's get to the main event. My conversation with Bob Brown. Today on the show, our guest is author, instructor, and foundation repair expert, Bob Brown. Let me tell you more about Bob. Now, Bob graduated in 1984 from ASU, receiving a Bachelor in Design Science from the School of Architecture and a Bachelor of Science from the School of Business, specializing in real estate and finance. Now, growing up, Bob spent time learning construction trade, working with his family while learning good working habits. And he Bob successfully founded Arizona Foundation Solutions and built one of the only foundation repair companies to utilize licensed professional engineers on the front end to analyze initial conditions, make recommendations, and specify repairs before presenting proposals to homeowners. Now, after 35 years of this, he successfully exited. And along those 35 years, what he did is developed and patented 
four successful unique solutions with three more that are pending. He also developed a cloud-based software solution to streamline and assist engineers and contractors in home foundation investigations. He also wrote and self-published several publications, including Which Way Is the Foundation Moving? Sorry, Which Way Is My Foundation Moving? And he has just published and released his newest book, uh, which is called Foundation Repair Secrets, which is available on Amazon and anywhere else books are sold. I want everybody to check out Bob's website, which is foundationrepairsecrets.com. Also, follow Bob on Facebook. And, the, and we're, we're going to link to both of these, his, his book as well as uh, his social media. But to find him on Facebook, just go to Facebook, search for The Dirt Whisperer, which I, I am just so tickled that that, uh, that is uh, what Bob's title. So we will welcome The Dirt Whisperer here to our show. Bob, uh, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. Now, this is a very um, unique episode for us after 500, I think, episodes, somewhere around there. We very rarely have talked to people in real estate adjacent, or rather realtor, I should say, you are in real estate, realtor adjacent businesses. And I was so, I'm so excited to have you on the show because um, this is, this could be a skill building opportunity for our audience. And you know, we are just excited to uh, help our our audience with with something like this, which we hope could help them, you know, differentiate themselves amongst the 1.6 other 1.6 million other realtors floating around in this country. Um, but but let's get started at the beginning because you you really are like a Renaissance man. Um, you you have been hyper focused in the real estate industry really seemingly since since college. But you've also built software, built solutions. You have patents. You are an inventor. Uh, and you, you, and an author, right? So you really are doing so much for this industry. Um, can you tell us about sort of how you got into foundation repair? I, when I was in college, I worked my way through college doing concrete repairs. And when I got out of college, I thought, well, it's going good. I got a few employees. I'm just going to keep doing it. And so I did. I did a lot of concrete repairs. I had an old Chevy Love pickup truck that in the summertime, the only way I could keep it from overheating was to drive with the heater on full blast. So if you can imagine that being 120 degrees and driving with the heater on. Uh, but I would pile that back end up with bags of concrete and uh, go do concrete repairs. And eventually that just uh, led to more innovative things and uh, morphed into foundation repair. It's amazing. And, you know, when uh, you, you've done so much with it, you, you not only are you, you know, an, ex, an absolute uh, register, recognized expert in this field, you, you've published books, you have a new book that just came out, um, Foundation Repair Secrets. And also you teach uh, the, these classes to realtors and other professionals in Arizona because there's actually, you teach a CE class. And I want to mention, because our audience is all over the country and and even other countries, that even if we have a lot of Arizona realtors who listen, but even if you're in in an area, a a state that's not Arizona, you can still take Bob's course. You won't get the CE credit necessarily, but this is something that I think realtors should really consider adding to their arsenal is becoming a foundation, you know, uh, be more knowledgeable in foundation so that when you do evaluate properties for your buyer, or your sellers, you just have a little bit more information that you know will help you hopefully win that business. Um, 
Bob, maybe I'll start with this, and I I don't know anything about foundation repair, so you I am I am um, the, the newest of newbies, uh, but you will you will help me here. Um, so we're, we're I'm here in Chicago, and our realtors uh, at our firm here are, are work locally. Um, but are there any universal sort of first first glance? Um, sort of strategies that when an eight, when a realtor does go to a property, is there anything that they can start to look for that would maybe send up any sort of red flag or a signal that they could say, oh, this this might be an issue? Well, um, there are different strategies depending on if you're a, a lister or a, a buying agent, right? So if you're a listing agent, it's better to get on board right away and, and recognize some of these uh, signs of stress, which we'll talk about here in a bit, and maybe hire a licensed professional engineer to do a really good investigation before you get involved in the listing process. Because once that ball gets going, it's difficult to, you know, it kicks a lot of things into play that maybe you don't yeah. want to have kicked into play. Now, if you're a, if you're a lister, I mean, sorry, if you're a buyer on the other end, uh, you want to engage some strategies like uh, call a licensed engineer before you before the, the, the home inspector delivers his report. Because once he delivers the report, you got two days left. It's kind of hard to do anything, right? right? Or the alternative strategy can be, hey, build in a clause right from the get-go that says that the building... Uh, at the home foundation uh, inspector or the home inspector rather just notices that, Hey, there's a few signs of stress. And I teach a lot of the home inspector. Uh, I teach a lot of their courses for their education, but if they start to see some of these signs and put it in the report, you get an automatic 10 day extension because then you've got time to deal with it. Interesting. So, so ideally pre-inspection, you would hire a foundation repair engineer, an expert to come in and evaluate the property. Now, for everyone who's a realtor listening, I, I can I can hear a little bit of people thinking, I already hire an inspector, but you said the challenge with that is if they do see some signs of stress, you only have a two-day window to really do something with that information. So ideally, you do it before. But what is the average cost, and again, I'm sure it fluctuates wildly, but if we were just to estimate on like a single family home, you know, traditional, you know, four bedroom house, two story kind of thing, um, what what price range are would realtors be looking at or buyers and sellers if they wanted to have somebody come take a look? All right. So uh, again, a couple of strategies that has happened in the past that maybe hasn't served realtors. And that is, oh, gee, I'll call a foundation repair company because, ooh, hey, they're experts, right? Uh, and they're really cheap. You know, they might do it for free or maybe three or four hundred dollars. But guess what? Those guys are really interested in selling a big repair. Sure. So half the time you're going to end up with, oh, there's an eighty thousand dollar repair needed. Right. And maybe it's needed, maybe it's not, because these guys are not engineers, right? Yep. And guess what happens to the listing? Well, if you are the if you are the listing agent, often what happens is the homeowner fires the listing agent, cocks everything up, paints it, hides it, hires a new listing agent and doesn't disclose it, right? right. Uh, so if you're a listing agent and you don't want to get fired, 
be proactive, right? Uh, and don't call a foundation repair company. Now, if you call an engineer, they're going to be, you know, somewhere between $500 and $1,500 for a good inspection. Well worth it if you're the listing agent. Now, if you're the buyer, that's a bit of a crapshoot, right? Because it may or may not go through and the homeowner may not be willing to pay for it. I get that. But, you know, it's better than paying $80,000 down the road, right? Yes. And also remembering, too, that if in a transaction, especially on the buy side, if it if the buyers do figure this out, uh, let's say there was something that was painted over or or hidden. Um, there wasn't a an engineer out there to actually see what what was sort of uh, you know uh, bandaided over, and the transaction happens. You know, two years go by, and all of a sudden, this now comes to light, and they have to spend eighty thousand dollars. They're they're probably going to have some feelings about their their buy side realtor, even though you yeah. know whether it's the realtor's fault or not. So I think you're bringing up a really strong point. I'm thinking about. Look, nobody wants to reduce their commissions by fifteen hundred dollars as an agent. Obviously, we we understand that. Same time, um, when you're getting you know ten to fifteen thousand dollars on this trans you know commission, maybe it does make sense to for peace of mind and also just to tell your clients, hey, one thing I do is I and maybe you pay for it yourself. Um, that's certainly an option, uh, or you build it into you know your commissions or however you want to do it. But boy, you know, for five hundred dollars to fifteen hundred dollars, um, I would rather have that than a buyer call me two years later and say, how'd you miss this? Well, and there's also uh, a risk strategy where, hey, uh, guess what? A disappointed home buyer, well, he might feel like somebody had some negligence there, and now maybe everybody gets sued, even though maybe not everybody's at fault, right? And now you've got one of those mired up situations. It's better to try to steer clear of that. And you really, you're bringing up a really good point about this idea of, you know, possible litigation because when, when all of us, you know, if, if we're talking about a thousand dollar, uh, repair, yeah, no one's probably filing a suit over that. You could, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll grumble, but they'll pay it. $80,000 is enough to get somebody going, Hmm, who can, who can we, uh, is there somebody that should be responsible for this? And, and there are plenty right. of attorneys that would love to try to get that money back from the agent or from whoever they, somebody, dump, they think, right. Yeah, and, somebody. and the strategy is you just sue everybody and hopefully you figure out right. who was at fault. Well, that means everybody has to defend themselves, right? Yes, and uh, we have 800 agents, so we have we have we, we haven't had that particular uh, incident happen, but it certainly could happen anytime. Um, but yes, we we understand the for anyone who's listening who doesn't know if you've ever, if you ever have an action taken against you. That's Bob's exactly right. Everybody gets sued. Everybody's got to defend themselves. It's not a lot of fun, and also it's just a lot of bad will out there. Like you don't want your right. client hating your guts, um, even though it maybe isn't necessarily your area of expertise. So okay, so right. high. Hiring an engineer is different from hiring a foundation repair expert um, because, as Bob said, it's like going to a surgeon and saying, you know, should I do surgery? Well, they're going to, they want to cut you because they're surgeons. So yeah. a foundation repair company wants to 
do foundation repair. Obviously, we get that. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily not being fully honest, but you, you might not know. Um, it's like going to a mechanic. You, you when I, I eventually right. got a really good mechanic, and I, I always tell everybody it's like worth its weight in gold because I never have to question what they tell me. I mean, maybe they're scamming me. But I don't think they are. They certainly won my trust, and I just do whatever they tell me. So this is why hiring an engineer is really, really probably the better way to go because you would hope that there is no incentive for them to sell you additional services. They just want to give you, um, you know, structural engineers can do this. We, we've hired them for various condo buildings I've lived at. It's expensive, yes, but boy, is it nice. And also too, a lot of times what these engineers can do is give you a schedule of like, here's what we think is coming down the pipe for you and a, you know, relative timeline. And here's, and, and that, that really is worth its, its weight. Um, well, and another way a, to, go ahead. There's an added dimension of the fact that you know, the car mechanic probably knows how, you know, how the car functions really well. And, you know, there's no uh, knowledge that he needs additionally that would probably make a lot of difference. But in a, in a home investigation, mainly what you're talking about is geotechnical engineers that understand soil mechanics. And foundation repair contractors are not qualified in this area, nor are they qualified to be a structural engineer. So it's, it's, it, it does add another dimension to the fact that these guys that are foundation repair salesmen get their education from their one source supplier that tells them how to sell that one product Sure. and not a lot of education. I mean, engineers go through five years of school and three years of apprenticeship and two very difficult exams, and they're overseen by boards of technical registration uh, for their conduct. You don't get any of that with a foundation repair person. Let's talk about the relationship between soil and foundation. Um, and yeah. what, because obviously you are the dirt whisperer, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about dirt. So uh, I'll, right. I'll do a terrible pun. Let's get, let's get dirty and talk. Well, that's not even funny. Um, well, <laughs> I just, I was trying to think of a funny pun there, but anyway, let's talk about the, 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 what soil means to foundation and, and how, right. how they interact. So uh, there's two basic kinds of soil that we need to really uh, have distinctions for. One is uh, a more granular, sandy soil, silty soil, and the other is clay types. And some clay types, not all, some clay types are what they call expansive soils. Everybody's probably heard the term, but they don't exactly know what it means. Well, what that really means is that when water hits those expansive soils, if they're very dry, they're going to expand. And guess what? If they lose water, they contract. And you've probably seen like pictures of desert with all the cracks in it and everything, right? Well, that's clay soil that's dried up. And when it dries up, it makes all those cracks. And so uh, clay soil can be cyclical. It can, it can expand and contract and expand and contract. And if you have seasonal uh, uh, moisture pattern differentiations, your house can go up and down, up and down and have all kinds of problems. Uh, whereas if it's sandy, silty, those don't get consolidated. Those only move in typically one direction, down. And so everybody thinks of settlement as the primary factor when, in fact, there's clay in, in, in a lot of stratas of soil. And, and, and when I say strata, layers, lots of layers. And each layer is different, like a seven-layer chip dip. And each layer has different mineral contents and different 
moisture contents and different reactions to water and different amounts of water leaking into them uh, through different channels. And so when, when clay hits some of these channels, some of these layers, it expands and you can actually push a house up. I've seen a house pushed up in the air nine inches uh, wow. and uh, it'll tear a house up. It'll, it'll break concrete, bend steel, a uh, very powerful force. And so it's important to understand that there's two mechanisms of failure here. Uh, one consolidation from sands and clays and silt, or sorry, sands and, and silts and gravels. The other one is clay expansion, which can settle also or contract depending on whether it's getting wet or dry. So how would, how would a realtor learn about what is most common in their area of uh, where they practice as far as you soil can, type? You can go to the uh, National Conservation uh, Soil, NCRS, I forgot the initials, but the NCRS website, and they produce information, a lot of times maps that will tell you how expansive the soil is in the upper five feet. It was originally built for farmers, but all that data is still there <clears throat> for most people to access. Got it. Got it. That's it's really interesting. Um, so it seems to me as, as that's it's important for a homeowner and certainly the realtor in a transaction, buying and selling, to sort of have, I would think, an awareness of, again, what pressure is being put on the foundation based on soil. So even just knowing that, what type of soil and, and right. what the stressors are to that uh, property really helps, uh, I think just give a better uh, sense of valuation. So I would assume if, if you have, again, you know, ideally you're hiring an engineer to come out and do this work for you um, because ultimately they're going to, going to be the final uh, expert on, on this, uh, this topic. But, but just knowing a couple of these items about your local market area is going to be really helpful because you can you know, get a history of a property's foundation repair if there has been. Oh, that's another question. Um, how would how would a realtor, let's say a buyer's agent, um, going into a property, would they be able to, using just their own skill set, be able to determine if there was foundation repair that had happened on this particular property? Is there any easy telltale signs that this property has already had foundation repair issues? I think it would be very difficult to see if foundation see by looking at it if foundation repair has been done in the past. Now, like if you're from Dallas, you can pretty much be guaranteed that there was foundation work done. I mean, almost every house has problems in Dallas or Houston, uh, maybe some parts of Colorado. It happens all the time, but it's really hard. And I get realtors coming to me all the time saying, "Hey, I know like." you know, that there was foundation work done on this house five years ago. Can you tell me if it's performing? And, you know, if the analysis was done by a contractor, I could probably tell you nothing. If it was done by an engineer and it, I mean, there was good records of it, I can tell you a lot. And so that's another advantage of making sure uh, you have things well documented, which an engineer would do. It's hard to tell by, by looking at it and sure. seeing if, if work was done because everything is buried and covered up, you know, Maybe in the concrete, if you see like a bunch of three foot squares where the concrete has been removed and replaced, eh, maybe uh, that might give you a clue. You know, I, I do want to go back to this idea of of 
being liable because I just was reminded, uh, my brain reminded me about 10 minutes too late about um, one of our our neighbors that uh, growing up in, in in a different, anyway, not here in Chicago, but anyway, growing up there, there were some neighbors who purchased a property and this, I guess is slightly related to foundation, but basically there was mold remediation that happened, but they didn't actually treat the mold. They painted over it or they hired oh. somebody to, yeah, right. I, it, it, and the, the seller knew the owner or knew the buyer. And oh. so it was even more nefarious than that because there was a personal connection between the two. Anyway, the, the buyer didn't find out this happened until many years later when all of a sudden they were having these weird mold issues and they yeah. found out that the person had painted over black mold or whatever it was in, you know, on the concrete in the foundation. And, um, and, and it was an 80,000, the reason this, it was an $80,000 repair. And we had even said, you, you should sue those people because they, they lied to you right. and they didn't disclose this. And she goes, yeah, we're just not going to do that. But, but, she, but it was like, everybody was telling her to sue. So, so you're really bringing up a really good point. And again, you know, obviously a realtor can't uh, determine everything that's ever happened in this house if the homeowners are lying. But um, but it is important to sort of protect – in a way, it's kind of a little bit of protection for your license and maybe just right. litigation, hiring somebody for $1,000 or so to have come out. And, you know, again, um, we think about this is – and Bob, I'm curious to get your thoughts because – this is the year that we have a lot of agents exiting the business. Rates are up, inventory's down. It's a harder time right now to be in business as a realtor. There's just less buyers out there and not as many homes to, to sell. So the reality of it is it's trickier. People are leaving. I think this is the time to level up your skills and really try to figure out what can I For do sure. going forward that really sort of uh, future proofs my business. And I think this is a really smart way to consider it. Are there any other uh, any other suggestions for realtors? And then I want to talk about the new book sure. of things that they can do aside from hiring an engineer. Are there any little things that, that yes. they could ask questions? Okay, great. Yes. So there are some very basic signs that will tell you if you have foundation-related movement. And I use that term because foundations could go up or they could go down. And people make the mistake of saying foundation settlement, but foundation related movement is way more accurate. And there's ways of telling. So for instance, if you see cracks in the drywall and they're either more than one or they're significant in size. And by significance in size, I mean, you could stick a pencil, a sharp end of a pencil in it, in the crack, and you can wedge it in there so it'll stay, uh, that's a significant crack, okay? Uh, the other thing is cracks on the outside bricks block. I, I'm hesitant to say stucco because stucco expands and contracts with heat a lot and it can crack for a lot of reasons if they didn't lath it right or whatever, but it could be, could be a sign of movement. Uh, if you have floors that are noticeably not level that's a pretty good sign. Floor cracks, cracks in tiles, cracks under the carpet. By themselves, probably not anything indicator. But if they're accompanied with other things, other things like the walls that I just mentioned, or uh, like doors, if the door pinches, it doesn't open and close very good, doesn't latch right, you could see above the door, maybe it's uh, a gap is wide at one spot and small on the other. Windows the same way. People sand down doors so they work properly. 
but people right. don't do that to windows very often. So windows are kind of like the secret, like the secret tool of going in and looking at things and seeing if you have movement. That's interesting. So if the windows don't easily go up or down, it could be, and it doesn't necessarily mean there's foundation issues, but it's an indicator that there may be. Or sideways, the side sliders have the same problem. Yeah. Closet doors, same thing. People don't often fix closet doors, but they're pretty good telltale signs. So that's a huge tip you just gave our audience. Um, this is something you can do at every showing. Uh, you know, as a realtor, maybe you're not necessarily checking every single window, but maybe you test a few and you say, hey, I'm going to be testing a few of these windows just to see if there's any indicators that there may be some foundation issues. And, and Bob, one thing I didn't mention, and I'm completely uh, sort of feel silly for not mentioning this. If, if anyone out there is listening who works with investors or is an investor, this is really critical stuff because yes, yeah. single family homes, you know, you, you hope the inspector is good enough to sort of get a sense of what's going on on a, on a, you know, single family home. But when we're talking about, you know, multifamily properties, we're talking about larger properties and we're talking about investors, you know, these are people that absolutely will be, be more, well, I don't know if they'll always want to pay that fee to have an engineer come out, but boy, you are going to be really future proofing your business. If you can either get them to pay for it or you pay for it yourself as the realtor, because these are people that are going to do additional projects. And if all of a sudden they have the first project you did cost them an extra 80 grand, you know, a year later, um, they may or may not hold that against you and may not want to work with you again. So I think if, right. you know, everyone should consider this, but if you're working with, with investors, this is really, really critical. Well, and, and, and I've been an investor for many years. I've owned rental properties, both residential and commercial. So I know what it's like. And I actually bought a house once that had foundation problems and had to fix it. So I understand the issues. Uh, and by the way, side note, you can see pictures and diagrams of all of these signs of stress in my book. And the book is Foundation Repair Secrets, and the website is foundationrepairsecrets.com. We will link to the Amazon uh, book. Please consider buying it. Again, guys, we're talking about leveling up your skill. What can someone expect to learn from reading the book? Well, that's one of them. Chapter five in the book is all about how to recognize signs of stress and, and uh, what they look like. Uh, I go into, uh, okay, uh, you know, what are the various types of soils? You know, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, clay sucks because it really does suck. It actually pulls water towards itself. Right. Uh, engineers call it negative pore pressure. Talk about all that kind of stuff. Talk about foundation types, slab on grade, crawl space, uh, uh, post-tension slabs. Uh, basements, all those, all the different kinds of things and how old they are and, and how they perform over time. Uh, and uh, I talk a lot about what we've already discussed, and that is, hey, uh, why would I hire an engineer versus a contractor? And I go into that in great, great detail so that people can viscerally understand what they're in for if they kind of take the cheap way out. You know, too, a lot of foundations, at least in the single-family home market, here in our our local area, not so much in Metro Chicago, I don't think, although I I may be wrong, but certainly out in the suburbs, there's a lot of drain tiles that surround a foundation, right? Um, and that is something that also I, I imagine is that part of an analysis is looking at drainage uh, when someone's uh, when an engineer is evaluating the foundation, or is that a is that sort of a separate uh, thing as well? 
it, it depends. You could have the engineer uh, include that in his scope of work. And certainly uh, you want to make sure the drainage works right. Uh, if the drainage doesn't work right, whether it be surface drainage or subsurface drainage, uh, you're going to have problems. And because moisture is the catalyst of all of these problems. If the moisture is pretty much constant, you're probably not going to have a lot of problems. But if there's variations in the moisture, that's when you got to look out. Is there any rule of thumb for properties that have a basement? Is there any reason not to have a dehumidifier kind of always running in basements? It, it, could that be problematic to upsetting whatever the the moisture currently is, or is it always good to remove as much of that moisture as possible? Uh, well, depending on your climate, you know, here in Phoenix, it's pretty <laughs> pretty bone dry to begin with. Right. You know? Of course, there's not a lot of basements here either, but, but uh, you know, places like maybe, you know, Omaha or Chicago, yeah, mm -hmm. you're going to want that dehumidifier running all the time. And by the way, if you have a crawl space, you probably want to get it sealed up and have a dehumidifier running in there also because that's just like a little mini basement. It's You're breathing the same air that's down there. That may not be all that great of air, right? Yeah, that's, that's a great tip, by the way. And a lot of here in the Midwest, we have a lot of crawl spaces. So that is absolutely an amazing tip. So if you're a realtor, you're taking a look at the basement, maybe you have a buyer client or, or it's your list, your list agent. You, you could say, you know, we may want to consider getting this, getting this, uh, you know, uh, uh, sealed up and, and having a humidifier in there running as well. It's also, I mean, it's not, maybe not the most exciting gift to give somebody at a closing, um, a, a dehumidifier, but um, it's, it's not actually a, a good gift. idea. Probably yeah. keeps you out of hot water, right? <laughs> uh, keeps the mold out, keeps everybody happy, right? Yeah, I was just I was just uh, giggling about the, the the pun a little bit, um, but yes, I was. Well, yeah, anyway, uh, but it, it is it is an idea. Again, these these are things here in the Midwest. Uh, I feel like everyone's got a dehumidifier in their basement after learning a lesson. <laughs> they don't usually right. have it first. They so so as yep. the realtor, you could you could bring that up. Um, what other are there any other ideas that you as an engineer sort of wish realtors understood about foundations? And, and foundation repair and anything that that could help? Well, first of all, let me clarify, I'm, I'm not an engineer, even though I owned an engineering company. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an architect uh, by trade, uh, but uh, go, going on from there, uh, engineers are really good at being objective. You know, quite often I would, I would hear a foundation repair salesperson tell uh, maybe a little old lady sitting across the table and she says, well, how bad is my foundation? And uh, the foundation repair salesperson says, oh, well, you know, on a scale of one to 10, you know, I think it's about an 8.5, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, that's the BS meter, you know, I don't even know what that is. And by the way, Mr. Salesman, how'd you arrive at 8.5? Well, you know, based on my years of experience and the fact that my kids need braces, uh, I, I arrived at this conclusion. Uh, you want somebody doing data-driven decisions. You don't want it being subjective. And you certainly don't want to be subjective with somebody who has something to gain by it. Right. Yeah, this is this is why, um, and there's even been a birth in the financial services industry around financial advisors who now um, will charge flat fees for right. 
you know, it, which is kind of a newer thing in the last 10 years in, in that business because people would think, well, they're getting a percentage of the assets I give them under management every single year. And that may or may not be in, in my best interest. Um, so, so that does make a lot of sense. So just to reiterate that point, you know, guys, you really want to hire an objective third party who not only this is their job, but like they have the actual training. They're not a salesperson. Salespeople, right. you know, we all sort of inherently distrust or, or not distrust salespeople, but question salespeople and and, 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 and as it should be. So you want to really work right. with engineers who, um, and uh, as, as uh, I only have one architect, well, it's not an architect joke. I, I'm going to give, it's a very poor joke, but I'll, I'll give it to you as an, as an architect because um, you'll, you'll understand it. No, none of our listeners will, but I'll explain it. Um, to them. It's it's a funny joke if you ever run, or it's a good joke for civil engineers or architects. And the joke is, um, the, what is the joke? The joke is, uh, what's the difference between a psychotic and a, and a civil engineer? And the joke, the answer is one pays better. And, and the joke there to explain it <laughs> is that what civil engineers and architects can do, which is so amazing, is they see what isn't there and then they create. Or, or they're able to to visualize, and a psychotic sees what isn't there as well, but they're just not able to make it real. But the architects yeah. are, so I don't know. I, I shouldn't have probably. That was a dumb joke. But, Van Gogh. Uh, yeah. Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but anyway, that's my little silly joke. But um, as far as, let's talk about the book. So so Foundation Repair Secrets is the book available everywhere books are sold. Link to the Amazon um, uh, st- uh, sales page right in our uh, our notes. What what else? Uh, give us some give us some of the other uh, you know headings and chapters. Is is this for who's the book for? More, more importantly, well, I wrote it uh, primarily for homeowners and realtors. Although yeah. I I think um, a lot of engineers could benefit from this as well. And I say that somewhat timidly because you know engineers get a bit sensitive about non-engineers telling them what they should be doing. Uh, even though I did own an engineering company. Uh, but there's, you know, this is a, a, a field of forensics that's not done by very many engineers. And, and they can, if they want to go into that field, they can learn some things that will be helpful for them. But mo- mostly I think it's uh, good for homeowners and realtors uh, who want to understand how this, how the foundations work, how soils work, and how they interact together to cause foundation dysfunction. And one of the things that I talk about in the book is, uh, well, this kind of one trick pony business that goes on in the foundation repair industry. So what happens is there's uh, several big suppliers of products and they find installers and there's usually an exclusive relationship and it's a very close relationship. Well, those guys provide steel peering products or sometimes concrete peering products to go in the ground, to lift things up, right? Uh, but what do you do if it's heaving? Well, they don't have a whole lot to say about that. They try to ignore it. Because guess what? They don't have a lot of products for it. So one of my patents, and I've uh, put it out there for contractors to be able to license from me, is to be able to use a, a sub-slab depressurization system on an existing house that dries out the clays and mm-hmm. stops heaving. So if you have a heaving problem now, there's a tool that can be addressed as opposed to just shrugging your shoulders like everybody's done for the last 50 years and say, well, there's nothing we can do about it. And, 
oh, it could be a little bit of heave. Let's just put peers in anyway to cover ourselves and uh, all that kind of business that goes on. And so this would actually help remove moisture from the clay. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? That's correct. That's correct. And moisture is the enemy. We, we will, we will. Yeah. Well, uh, it depends. It depends. So like if you're in Houston, uh, probably it's pretty wet soil for the last few hundred thousand years. Maybe move, removing moisture isn't the ideal thing to do. It just depends on where you're at. And that's another reason yeah. why you want an engineer involved, because you, you want to figure out what the annual precipitation is and how, variant, how much varying it is. So uh, it, it could be a helpful tool in some situations, maybe not all situations. Right. Obviously, there's there's over dry and, and over wet and, and both right. are, are bad. Um, but um, I guess what I'm thinking practically, if I'm a realtor, I want to learn a, a little bit about this myself so that I can appear to have a, a degree of skill. Uh, again, a, a you know, not an official uh, licensed uh, opinion of foundation, but just a couple of things I could learn from your book about which would enable me to make a better decision for my buyers or sellers. And then the other thing I'd want to do based on what everything I've heard you say today is get the book, first get the book, learn, um, maybe take one of your classes as well because you you teach classes right. to realtors about this stuff. And then what I would do personally, since realtors have to wear so many hats and you can't be everything to everyone, is I would I would start interviewing uh, architects or engineers um, to say, hey, I, I sell this many homes a year. I would love for you to be my partner to come in every single Correct. time um, and and build a relationship there and maybe even work out you know a fee arrangement with them and and then start marketing that to your clients. Hey, I'm adding a new service to right. my. Um, I'm just curious if you've seen agents adopt this kind of strategy and and how it's how it works for them. Yes, I have seen agents do it. However. Uh, unfortunately, most of the time they do it with foundation repair companies, which is a, which is a <laughs> right. problem for them. But right. uh, you know, you don't want to be searching for people when the when the you know time is of the essence, right? And, you, and sure. you're running out of time. You know, you don't want what what you want to do is just exactly what you said. Go proactively. Go try to find somebody. You know, develop a relationship with them. Uh, make sure you're on the same page with them, that they understand what you're looking for and have them ready and then use that as a marketing tool so that people understand that you're a little bit better than the average Joe. You've got this yeah. under control. You have the right relationships. You understand how it works, all that kind of stuff. It's really brilliant. The book is Foundation Repair Secrets, just published, and it is available on Amazon. Other places, books are sold. There's hard copy. There's digital. So please consider purchasing it again, even if it, even you know for ten dollars. With the book is ten dollars digital. Um, if it gives you three or four talking points. Um, boy, that's worth way more than $10 in my mind. And so absolutely no brainer there. And also go to Bob's website because he has a lot of information that he just gives away right on his site. He's He speaks, he's an author, he's an inventor. He's a really neat guy in this space. And there aren't a lot of experts in this space uh, that work with that sort of 
talk to realtors. So, and I mean, Bob teaches realtors too. So foundationrepairsecrets.com is the website to learn all things Bob. And, you know, he's got his, uh, and his Facebook uh, page as well, which is just search for The Dirt Whisperer. We'll link to that in our show notes. He's got a lot of followers too. So check him out. He's always posting great content, specifically short bits of content that realtors can uh, subscribe to. You know, it's funny, Bob, I was thinking I am going to add you to my uh, to, to my social media. I, I was just chatting with somebody about this and I'll just you say this as a sort of FYI to our, our audience. There's a, you know, a new social channel called Threads, which people have probably looked right. at once and, and maybe continue to look at. But anyway, I was thinking, you know, I never got into TikTok or really Instagram personally myself. I'm not somebody that scrolls endlessly looking at stuff because I just, I don't know that that's good for me. And also I don't have a lot of control over it. Well, this is how silly I am. I didn't realize you can search for things on Instagram or TikTok. And so (laughs) if it was me, I would specifically search for things like foundation repair secrets, foundation repair uh, helps. I would subscribe to Bob's channel and I would start to teach the algorithms in whatever social channel you use that this is the kind of content you want to see. Instead of just having it passively kind of play out in front of you, you can actually search for things like this. So wouldn't it be cool if once a week you saw one of Bob's posts just as you're scrolling through Instagram or TikTok and Bob does post quite a bit and it's always educational. So definitely subscribe to them, but start teaching the uh, whatever um, social channel you're using, start teaching it. And the best way to teach it, search. Do searches, specific searches. I know it's a little bit of work, but this will tell the algorithms, oh, you, this person's interested in this. And it'll serve up more of more of that than just you know some of the sillier content that isn't going to help your business. So I am so grateful, Bob, that you do have an active social channel. Um, again, it's the Dirt Whisperer, and we're going to link to all of Bob's social channels so you can find him everywhere. Um, he's an author, he's an inventor. He's just he. This is this is his his thing, and he is uh, probably the the number one guy in the country around this particular topic. So um, we are going to stay in touch with with Bob. I want everybody to go consider buying his book, The Dirt. I'm sorry, The Dirt Whisperer. That is not the name of the book. The the although it could be the name of a, a book. I, I like that. If you do a bi- a biography, Bob, that's got to be the name. But but the 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 um, foundation repair secrets is the name of the book. Bob is the Dirt Whisperer. Follow him on Facebook, the Dirt Whisperer. Um, find him on his website, foundationrepairsecrets.com, and consider buying that book. And basically, here's the the, the subtitle of this book, which really just sells it completely. Learn how to protect yourself and save thousands. That's literally what you're doing by learning some of these skills. Protecting yourself as an agent and a homeowner and an an investor or protecting your clients and you're saving yourself lots of money in the process. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's not learn from salespeople. Let's learn from engineers and architects. The the people that know the math. (laughs) Let's go back to the math. And Bob and his Bob and his ilk know the math. So, and by the way, if you're looking for a recommendation for a good, uh, you know, foundation expert or engineer rather in your area, you know, Bob had given, given, had provided some resources and you can also reach out to Bob too. Um, you know, he's, he's very friendly. He's a super, super nice guy. This is his passion. So if you go to his website, you can reach out to him there again, foundationrepairsecrets.com. Bob, thank you so much for being on our show. You're wonderful. This was super helpful to our audience. I am, uh, on behalf of our audience, I want to thank you for being part of our show coming on. Um, hope uh, we sell a lot of books for you and get people signed up. And also you can, oh, I wanted to mention one more thing. Ask, tell your brokerage, 
hey, you know, managing broker or owner, let's hire Bob to teach us a couple of little tips and tricks for our particular area that he may know. Bob can be hired for these kind of consulting and speaking uh, gigs as well. He speaks all over the country about this. So you can find him, foundationrepairsecrets.com. You can hire Bob, find him. He is, he is the real deal. And uh, very excited uh, to continue continue watching your uh, your career bob you do so many different things uh you're an it you're you're an author you do a lot of cool stuff so thank you on behalf of our audience and on behalf of bob and myself we want to thank our audience for making it all the way to the end of our episode and please tell a friend think of one other realtor that could benefit from hearing this great conversation with bob but maybe they don't know about our show why don't you let them know about keeping it real send them a link to our website keepingitrealpod.com or you know we're on every social channel as well so just uh hit that subscribe button and follow us we appreciate it tell a friend um and go buy bob's book right now foundation repair secrets and the link is on our show notes to Amazon. Bob, thank you so much. We will see thank everybody you. next time. Awesome. Appreciate being here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.